Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. We have the full support of the players and the board. Welcome to How Shit House is Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. And boys, How Shit House is Footy. Well, wow. this week it's fucked. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Do you know what I love? I love that round one, where we, we, we joked about our teams losing, and then round two, we talked about how funny it was that our teams all lost, uh, and it's round three, and oh, our teams all lost again, uh, and I fucking hate it. Do you know what's funny about that? I never- fucking nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm hurting. Do you, know how good this, do you know how good footy is this week? It is about as good as Gary Ablett's right hamstring. Oh. It's as good as that fucking toast I choked down on Sunday night. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what sucks? I put my toaster away on Sunday. Three-quarter time, halfway through the last quarter, my toaster was away. I wasn't even thinking about toast. I was thinking about like beef and some potatoes, a bit of pumpkin, a bit of gravy. A Sunday roast, maybe. And, and then <laughs> one by one, each piece of that roast was slowly <laughs> taken away. And, and do you know what? It, it actually worked out perfectly because West Coast kicked five goals in a row. So... I lost the pumpkin first, <laughs> then I lost the potatoes, then the meat, then the gravy, and then all I was left with was some uh, plain, white, slightly burnt toast. Well, look, I had toast, as I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> do, you just, do you just preheat your toast ready to go at the start of the first... Like, they bounce the ball and you just put it ready to go. In the level of like how bad my team played and how bad the, to- the toast should taste, this week's toast tasted pretty good. Because positive toasty it was, session. It was positive toast for once. The spread was even across the, the bread. I want to put this to you, lads, because uh, we're three rounds in, and you guys are one and two, I think, and Brisbane's 0 and three. Yep, and yep. we could, this is the thing Geelong could very easily be 0 and three or 3 and 0. I'd argue that Brisbane are the best 0 and three team that's ever existed in the AFL. What about Thoughts. when Sydney went? Oh, and six, and then made the finals. Well, who's to say that we won't also (laughs) (laughs) make the finals this year? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. That wasn't like a statistic from like 1963 or anything. It happened like two years ago. 
No, last year. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Last year. They were 0 6 and people were writing them off and they've won. Yeah, a lot. Well, they didn't like they didn't win because they didn't make the grand final. But they nice. went from grand finalists the year before to 0 6. The the most predictable thing happens on the weekend. Um I, you don't need to be a prophet to have seen this coming. Gary Ablett's injured. <laughs> I don't know why I sound so happy. Because I was right. Because can I say, though, it was actually really sad to see. Because unlike when he injured himself at the Gold Coast, he thought, oh, great, I get five weeks off. Yeah. He looked shattered this time. Like, And he was, him and, him and Paddy Dangerfield in that, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but him and Paddy Dangerfield in that game did that thing where they were like, all right, how good's footy? Mm-hmm. This good. Yeah. He, was, he was back to playing good Gary. He was... Running away from like he he had his third game he looked good and he's probably going to miss another three three weeks now. We've tried on this show to sort of calm down a bit on some aggressive language and and so forth. But Tom, is there someone this week who's really got you going, Sean? So last Monday, I I just before we get into this, I think listeners might not have noticed this, but look, there's been a word that we threw around a lot, and last week we tried to sit on it. We're like, no, 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 let's just wind it back. But it might slip out again this week. Once or twice. So, (laughs) or in your case, Sean, 100 or 200 times. (laughs) That's once or twice times 100. Um, No, look, last week I had to suffer the indignity of coming here and recording immediately after watching my team lose by a point to Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. And then I had to suffer the indignity of reading the news that night where apparently greatest coach of the last 10 years. Fact. And that's true. Um, <laughs> Alistair Clarkson. Also fact. That is his name. <laughs> came out and uh, had a crack at Joel Selwood for, for shrugging his shoulder. So for those unfamiliar with the tactic, Joel Selwood has been known to when he is tackled around his arms to lift his arms up and through just brute strength of being able to lift his arms up, draw the, draw the tackle high, get a free kick. Clarko came out and said, we want to stamp that out. We don't want to do that. It's bad for the game. You should penalize players for that. It happened a couple of times in his in the in the game. Joel said we got a couple of high frees. Yep. Um, we want to stamp that out. It's dangerous. It'll encourage concussions. You know, Joel Selwood's had about ten concussions. We don't want it happening. Now, Clarko, Clarko, mate. <laughs> before you start coming after my boy, courageous player award as voted by his peers at least four fucking times. Uh, he's been all Australian captain multiple times. I'd say I'd say he's maybe the hardest player since Michael Voss. Oh. <laughs> Easy, easy. This is a guy who has so much scar tissue on his head from going in and getting smashed that you tap him lightly on the head and he bleeds. If Joel Selwood doesn't end up with a bandage around his head at some point in a game, something is wrong. Yep. After the game, his mum gives him a little peck on the forehead and it's just <laughs> gushing. Like, he is, he is tough as, as all get out. For Clarko to suggest that, oh, you know, you're just being a bit of a softie. Mate, look in your own backyard. You have got... A knee-dropping little... Oh, I don't want to say it, Sean, but I'm not going to because I'm going to save it. You've got a knee-dropper in your ranks. You've got a bunch of dead shits in your ranks. And you've got a guy, James fucking Sicily, who is such, as Sean called him, a little bitch, such a little bitch that during the game last week, he decided, while Selwood was on the ground, to just drop his knee in his fucking face. You know what he was? Last week, he was a little bitch. This week... He's a big fucking cunt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
But seriously, he so, didn't even play. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's dropped he's dropped his knees and Selwood's head on this game, and for some reason Clarkson's attempt to kind of like deflect the situation. He got suspended for a week for doing that. Clarkson's way to deflect it was to be like, oh, he was angry with the umpires because he'd been like pushed in the back previously, and he'd been tackling Selwood and getting high tackles, and that was frustrating him. People need to look out for him. He needs someone in the head who was lying on the ground, right? So, so to <laughs> his credit. De- <laughs> real Brereton move. Oh, real Brereton move. <laughs> so typical for Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Hawthorne. So anyway, mm. Clarkson then says all this shit, and that annoyed me. And then my hero, and probably one of yours too, Sean, uh, Geelong coach Chris Scott. Love him. Big who, fan also. Don't, <laughs> don't care for Brad, though. Nah, Chris <laughs> is the better. Uh, came out just very, very, very brilliantly Took Brad, uh, took Brad, took Clarkson to task <laughs> by just suggesting that he felt he, that Clarkson was overreacting and using some alternative facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, suggested that Joel Selwood hasn't been concussed ten times. It's actually only been three occasions in his career, um, and that potentially, if you were worried, and this is this is pretty much a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but potentially, if you were worried about concussions and the safety of players' heads in games, that shrugging the shoulders is not as bad as, say, being kneed in the head while on the ground. Yeah. Chris Scott has come back and been like, mate, if you're coming for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> Fast forward one more week. Yeah. So I'd, I'd calm down. Scott Panterbury came out and said, everyone knows that if you tackle Selwood anywhere near his arms, he's going to try to shrug you, so go for his hips. It's a no-brainer. Be mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we do at Collingwood, and it's true. You know, they've, they've beaten him a couple of times. Fast forward a week. And on the weekend, a certain knee dropper by the name of Paul Poppy Puopolo. Or oh, knee dropper. <laughs> who, uh, unlike Selwood, who stays upright and lifts the shoulders up, doesn't duck his hair, doesn't bend his knees to draw a high, fr- high free. Uh, Poppy drops the knees, throws his head back. Yep. Very dangerous, that. It's a bitch move. Drops his knees. Very little bitch move. Yep. Clarkson comes out, and we question about the two occasions in which Poppy did this, one of them resulting in a goal after he'd been so harsh on Selwood. He said, no, no, no. Shrugging your shoulders is risky. Dropping the knees is an evasive tactic. We're well, going to have to fucking evase this fucking Clarkson because I'm coming for you, son. I'm not actually coming for you. You're a very terrifying man. I'll send you punch a wall like through a wall when your team lost. Watch this. Chris Scott's going to come after you, and he likes going to people with broken arms. So, poor mate. <laughs> Just dumb. Just dumb from Clarkson. Shut up. Yeah. Jeff, has Jeff Kennett's idiocy like seeped into Clarkson? He's only been there three rounds. There's a gas leak at Hawthorne. Oh, there must be. <laughs> just, just stupid. <laughs> just like I look, I get what like Clarkson is saying that we need to protect the head, but the way he went about it was dumb because his players just need someone in the head. And then to be like, I oh, know when my player does it, it's good. When another player does it, it's bad. Chris got to his credit was like, oh, I'll have a chat to Clarko. And I'm like, yeah, you will in the car park. <laughs> Fist fight in the car park. Um, the main my thing- money's on Chris. <laughs> Always. After seeing how quiet up he was at three-quarter time, marching onto that field. (laughs) That's happy, Chris Scott. And you know he'll he'll get on the phone and call up his old mates, fucking Martin Pike and Mel Michael. (laughs) And then don't forget his twin brother, Brad. Brad. (laughs) He'll actually ring all of the Brisbane players from 2000 to 2004. (laughs) Like, hey, guys, let's go. Uh, the The thing that really annoyed me about Clarko was... His defense of Sicily's actions, like to say that, oh no, if the umpires need to look out for him a little bit more, and then he wouldn't have, you know, become upset and he wouldn't have done that. And it's like, why are you trying to justify the doggest thing I've seen this year? This is this is the thing though, right? So that happened, he tried to defend him. When Tom Hawkins does a jumper punch and gets suspended, Chris Scott's like, Yeah, it's stupid and he shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, and that's a jumper punch. I like that Chris Scott's just like 
bloke loves punching people. Like, <laughs> I, I can told, relate. <laughs> I've told him to stop. He didn't. I've done my bit. But, but gee but he, whiz, it's good to see him fired up. When Dangerfield got done for that sling tackle, Scott wanted to challenge him. It was like, we feel that, you know, it's unfair, but we'll, we'll talk to the AFL. He doesn't come out and go, nah, it's Joel Selwood's fault for lifting his shoulders up and annoying him earlier in the game. Yeah. You need him in the head. Like, very lucky he didn't break his nose, break his jaw. Knock it. Like, that is so dangerous. So dangerous. That's stupidity. Should have got four weeks, one week for the injury, three weeks for being a bitch. <laughs> oh, can I say, though, I'm really tough here. If I saw him on the street, I'd like avert my gaze and like pretend I didn't know him. <laughs> James, just <laughs> leave no, if you're listening. Fights, I'll take him. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. Me and Chris Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you and friend of the show, Joey Danaher, who's oh, no, no longer friend of the show. Are you I as angry at, like, the response to Essendon's game on the weekend has been venomous. Like, the fans have... Essendon fans turned pretty quick, though. But So, we're three rounds in. They've cracked it. It was a dumb game for us to lose, mm. and especially because Essendon are really frustrating to watch, and I think this is why the fans turn on Essendon so quickly. A lot of the time, and we've for the last, like, 15 years... We found ourselves in a position where we lose games that we should win all the time. Against Brisbane last year. Yeah, like, just, like, it's just not necessarily, like, easy games. And I don't know if it's necessarily, like, other teams just turning up more against Essendon, knowing that they've got a chance. But we cook it so bad sometimes. And against the Doggies this weekend, it was the same thing. In the first quarter, there was one point where they'd had nine scoring shots to our one. Mm -hmm. And... The only, like, we couldn't get it out of our defense. A team that didn't look like winning a game all season, and we couldn't get it out of their forward 50. Like, there were Bronx cheers when you finally kicked out from the back line and someone marked it. Everyone yeah. was like, oh, all right, we can start now. It was bad. Uh, it was bad. The doggies have looked like wooden spooners for the first two weeks, so it was surprising. They looked fucking pretty good this week. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what probably happened, Sean? Mm. I mean, Clarko's been busy being a dickhead all week, but I think during that time, him and Luke Beveridge have a two, had a two-hour chat <laughs> <laughs> and he's galvanised the group. Now, I think the Bulldogs were cigarettiing in the paper about how shit they were and they came up with a point to prove against the media, but also against Jakey Stringer. Who, again, didn't turn up. Got poked in the eye at one point. <laughs> Can I say, the package just didn't get to Windy Hill. I think they've lost it. <laughs> lost it in the mail. It's, t- it's out near the airport. Like, yeah. it's very confusing. You take the wrong turn and all of a sudden you're halfway to Bendigo. I think they need to investigate whether the actual package is in Bendigo. He looks like Chopper at the moment. He's Change. got an awful moustache, shaved head and tats you can see through the... It's no good. Shades of package. Should call him the fucking envelope. Sick oh, of him. The envelope. Yeah. Bald nut had enough. It's too many baldies in your fucking team, douche. Bell Chambers looks like an alien, and I love but, it. But he's been playing brilliantly for yeah, you. Yeah, since he shaved his head, A+. Plus. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, you're saying there's too many ball players in their team. I think like Dyson Apple just makes up for all of them. <laughs> because Harry he's got hair to here and a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so we jump into the games. We had um, what I thought you know, was a very important game on Friday night. <laughs> not, oh. not in terms of watching, but just in terms of the ramifications for if Collingwood had lost... What would have been the narrative of Nathan? Uh, Nathan that would have Buckley. been exciting, but yeah. unfortunately, the Friday night game went exactly how we expected. Nothing exciting happened. Carlton didn't turn up. Um, Collingwood, Collingwood did won. just. Yeah, Collingwood won by four goals. It was kind of it kind of flattered Carlton. Though. Did you guys watch the game? I watched a little bit. It was the, do you know what frustrated Carlton me. Terrible. So Carlton went were okay last year, but went very good. They have so many Friday night games. Oh, it's again, disgusting. and it's not even against good opponents. Like, Collingwood weren't very good last... Like, I'm sorry, the Carlton-Collingwood thing, it just isn't a draw anymore because neither team, in my opinion, are very good. Like, back in the day, yeah, sure, but they just... Ten years ago. 
There's just no spite. Like, they just don't seem to give a shit. No. It's not like like you look at someone like there's, there is a rivalry between like Port and Adelaide, and there's a rivalry between like West Coast Freo. There's a rivalry between GWS and Bulldogs. They like beating the shit out of one another. Yeah. Th- there's just nothing. It's like so St Kilda and Geelong used to have that great rivalry in that sort of late O's period. So that sort of 2009 to 2011 sort of era, like just three years because of that those grand finals and those close games. But now that that's over, we don't have that rivalry with them. We used to have that rivalry with Freo, which we just sort of don't have anymore. Rivalries are okay to just last a couple of years. Some really big, long-lasting ones go for longer than that. Like, you guys don't have a rivalry with, like, Port or, like, Sydney anymore, well, which in my heart, to. Brisbane do. Lions don't. Sean Carney does. It's definitely. Yeah, but you, you just... And you, my brother does, too. I'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. Which brother? The good one or the, the shit one? one? Yeah, the good one. Yeah, good. Just yeah. to clarify. You know, this game was shit. And who cares? And it's a... Sigh of relief for Buckley, um, but to no, be honest, not. if they get smashed again next week, the pressure's just as much. There's no, it, there was. I don't think the pressure's even been released. Do you? They won think- a game against Carlton. Carlton are zero three, and no one's talking about that. Well, yeah, I mean they're lucky. I guess the Bulldogs have kind of shouldered some of the some of that, and Collingwood have taken a bit of it. But do you think with Carlton, it's just we don't expect anything from them? They, yeah, but they're apparently for me, we do. They've firmed for Wooden Spoon. Another Fair. week, another Wooden Spoon. <laughs> yeah, no, true. So this, that, just this week- I watched pretty much the whole game. Their skill level is, is shit house. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I'd be ashamed if my team lost to Carlton this year. You watch all three of our teams will now lose to Carlton this year. Carlton's oh, going to beat somebody at some point because yeah. someone like Essendon will be fucking complacent and they'll jump them. Let's, let's but, be honest. If anyone was going to be complacent and was going to get jumped, uh, you're looking at the cats. <laughs> some people are asking, are Carlton a little bit too far? Like, are, are they a bit behind where they should be? Brendan Bolton's been there for, I think this is his third year now. Yeah, but he inherited a rabble. And there's always that thing where they like you get progress and then you plateau for a bit and then it goes yeah. again. You know what I worry? People, the, sorry to just no, get right, off there, but I think the issue is people are expecting Bolton to do a beverage, and beverage had a very different list. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I agree. also just fluked his way into, as you said, fluked his way into finals and played four brilliant games. Yeah. Carlton are very capable of doing that, but I just don't, with the, with the list they've got, I just don't see them doing it. Ken Hinckley at Port and then beverage at the Dogs. Again, kind same of thing. Same given thing. some fans unrealistic expectations. Like, even I have it. Every time Brisbane has a changeover in coach, I'm like, someone might come in like Ken Hinckley and we'll play finals this year. But it doesn't it, – it really it's, – it's very rare. Hey, Sean, how are you and, feeling about finals this year? Uh, I'm optimistic still. <laughs> I, I, I was going to tell you this. I went through just based on the form that I've seen in the first three weeks from my team, which is positive. Yep. Um, and I went through Still 0-3, though. Still 0-3. Still 0-3 and lost to St. Kilda, the worst team in the AFL. I went through yeah. our fixture and I reckon – we're good for 14 wins. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. So that means you're going to- I've been realistic too. I've gone through and like when we're up against Geelong, I've been like, nah, we're probably not going to win that. What up against Geelong? Adelaide, nah, not going to win that one. What about um, Geelong in Brisbane? Nah, but we're not. We're playing them down here. No, so. no, no, no. Geelong in Brisbane though. Uh, big win. <laughs> Can I say Miracle though, on grass. I've seen a game where there was miracle on grass and uh, we were, what, like six goals up at three-quarter time and you came back like Mate, a... Mate, we came back from 54 points down. <laughs> it's the fucking biggest, it was the Ash biggest McGrath? moment. Ash, Ash McGrath's 200th game, kicked the goal after the siren. From outside 50. Huddo, who's a fucking Geelong man, isn't he? Yeah, but he he loves getting up oh, and about. Can he we, got up. We'll get to that when we get to the certain game, how up and about he got, and I'll yeah. touch on that in a sec. But I do think, what is the next game? The next game was Port Adelaide at home hosting the Brisbane Lions. And you nearly won. Nearly won. Um, okay. It. I had the day off, <laughs> and I was driving to my brother's place because he's got the Foxtel, and I'm at the traffic lights about to get to his house. He calls me. I answer it. I'm like, what's up, mate? And he goes, 
there's been a late change. And I was like, don't fucking tell me. And he goes, Dame Beams is out. <laughs> Dame Beams is our captain and best player. And he was due to play his 150th game. He got uh, had an illness or something. He pulled out. Um, and I said to my brother, turn the fucking car around. <laughs> I did. And I went and I watched it. Good boy. Um, Good boy. Because uh, if you did turn around. I would have missed out on a show. And also, we probably would have had a few words to say. That's true. First half. TC. I'm not a TC and I never will be, except for that one time that I was. Uh, <laughs> um, first or half. like there's kids we heard about last week that were made pieces of shit by their parents. <laughs> by their parents <laughs> taking up their jumpers. Oh, you went after them, huh? Oh, and I would again. <laughs> um, sure, no, no mercy, Carney. Because I edit this show. Listen, like last week, editing last week's episode, you went hard at that guy that worked at the supermarket too. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> Cheese stack and fuckhead. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, yeah, I got annoyed. But Brisbane. Brisbane. Um, okay. Great first half. Great first half. Um, you know, because we've been to Adelaide Oval. I think our average losing margin there, that Oval hasn't been around in the AFL for too long. Uh, I think we played five games there. Yeah, so I, think it's, I think it's been there for five years. Yeah. Five games. Average losing margin of 97 points. Jeez. So that's why we were <laughs> paying $11 that's, for that's the win. both... Port Adelaide. and Adelaide. Far yeah. out. Um, that is foul. And then <laughs> that is um, horrific. We kicked five goals, six, I think, in the second quarter. We were a little bit too wasteful for mine, actually. Um, but we were up by about two goals at half time. And it you, was, you always knew Port were coming because that's what they've. That's yeah, you're right. And they did. I think we kicked one goal in the third quarter, and they kicked six or seven, I think, seven in a row. And I was like, "Fuck me!" But I did message you guys and say, "I still believe." And we're down by three goals at three quarter time. You should have believed, Sean. You got within a bad umpiring call from having a shot on goal. We'll get to the umpires in a minute. Christensen <laughs> had that snap that got marked on the line by that orc fuck traitorous. It wasn't cunt, him, Jared Pollock. It wasn't Jared yeah, Pollock. No, it was. You sure? Yeah, 100%. I'm pretty sure it was like Dougal Howard. No, nah, it wasn't. It was fucking Pollock. That pasty shit. <laughs> um, fuck. I love it when Sean's angry at people oh. he doesn't know and has never met. Oh, I fucking hate him. And he'll better at football. He than left him. my club, and I go, oh, just can't. Um, I said to my brother while watching it, there's only one good person associated with Port Adelaide Football Club, and that's Michael Voss. Is the uh, I, I strongly disagree. There are some guys at Port that I'm, I'm on board with, but I, I can say this, Sean, mm. as a guy who is fond of the Port Adelaide Football Club and whose brother goes to the Port Adelaide Football Club, I was barracking for the Lions. Good man. Two reasons. Yep. I love a good underdog story. So yep. three reasons, actually. Love a good underdog story. Best one there is. Reason number two, Charlie fucking Cameron. Oh, he's great, isn't he? Reason number three, Steph fucking Martin. Steph Martin had possibly the best individual game from a Ruckman that I've ever seen. I've seen Max Gorn annihilate. Max Gorn had 30 touches, 50 hitouts, 10 clearances. Like, he was huge. Admittedly, their best Ruckman's not playing. But Dixon and Westoff. They're not slouches. slouches, Yeah, like, he had a huge game. You'd think Westoff would be able to go with him too because he's pretty mobile. Yeah. But he just didn't. Martin's... A little bit underrated. I think he had a bit of an off year last year because he got fucking he knocked out. 177 dream team. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. He was on 110 at halftime or something. Fucking it was hell. fucking crazy. He, yeah, he, he went bananas and he had a slow year last year because he got knocked out by Stephen May. And it was a bit like the Mitch Duncan one where it took him probably most of the year to sort of get back. Did you ever see Stephen May talk about that and he said it may be his biggest regret for his whole career will be that moment? Good, because it's, it's the biggest act of thuggery I've seen since Sicily. Or probably since 2001, two, three, Brisbane Lions Premiership team. Or 2004 when Lynch <laughs> tried to murder Wakeland on the field. Or when Chris Scott and Mel Michael tried to beat up 
Nick Revolt who had a broken arm. Or yeah. when Chris Johnson tried to kill all the Irish guys in the International Rules <laughs> match. And was banned from ever playing in the International Rules series again. Uh, yeah. You're also forgetting the Velvet Sledgehammer himself. <laughs> you <Matthew Lloyd. laughs> He just killed Brad Sewell. He just murdered him. Oh, now nah, you're also forgetting um, our, our big hairy cat, Camuni, who used to just like punch people in That's the true. face and once got suspended for walking over to an umpire saying, I'm going to kill you and miming <laughs> pulling a gun to his head and pulling the trigger. He got suspended for two weeks for that. <laughs> Only two weeks. <laughs> Today it'd be like a season or yeah, a career. A career. But positive signs from Brisbane. Two-time um, premiership player, Camuni. <laughs> how did he, I wonder how he said it. Three-time premiership player. He won a premiership for North Melbourne without getting Actually, a touch. yeah, he did. Sorry, that's, let's keep going. <laughs> no, yeah, but I was happy, like, I was angry and disappointed in the immediate aftermath because you want to win. Um, and the, there was, was little so moments. Close. And the umpire, there was, okay, there was an early umpiring decision for deliberate out of bounds that everyone kind of looked at and was like, oh, geez, that was a bit fucked. And that was and when then it happened again. Yep. And the umpire was like, well, we paid that one before. We better fucking be consistent. They paid them all game. Did you hear then the AFL came out and said most of it, the, the one against Robertson in the last quarter, yeah. as he was running into the forward line, he socketed it forward to run onto it and it went out of bounds and they yeah. called it deliberate. That was when you were, you, were one, you, were, you were a goal down. Like if you had to kick the goal, you would have hit the lead. There was yeah. two minutes to go. That passage of play not being able to continue on means, means it was a free kick to port and not a stoppage when Steph Martin was killing it in your forward line. Yes. There was also a moment, if you watch, you can watch the last two minutes of the game on the AFL app. It's exciting, I recommend. Um, Ryan Lester goes for a mark, something gets bombed into the forward line, he goes up and he gets absolutely cleaned up. He gets like an arm in the head and goes down like a sack of shit. <laughs> Should be a free kick. He probably might, he's a good set shot actually, he might have gone back and kicked that, so he might have won, but yeah, I don't know. We'll just try and win next week. I was happy. There's a lot next of, week. We've got Richmond next week. Where? In Melbourne. <laughs> Or a big you've, chance. You've got the reigning premiers. I'll tell you this, mate. Profit. Profit call of the week. Oh, here we go. Brisbane by two goals. Oh. I believe. I really do. Brisbane have been Sean. really good this year. We sh- we could have won three games quite easily. Yeah, but this isn't the no, Richmond. We no, we were right but, in but it no, against no. St Kilda and we fucked it. If you had we a said me. We could have beat Melbourne and we nearly should have beaten Port. Can I just say, though. They're up and about. I'm up and about. I'm positive. You guys can... Fucking shove your toast up your ass. No, no, no. I'm sorry, but if this was if this was Richmond last year, I would agree. But this Richmond doesn't lose those games anymore. No, they might. We gave them a good run last year. Yeah, but that again, they're not wobbly. I feel like they've solidified. Well, we'll find out on the weekend. Just wait until you just get don't argued we'll into last out. place on the ladder. <laughs> I will be there, and I will be. You're going, going, and I'll be extremely upset if we're not competitive. But I think we will be. I think we're um different side this year. Just quickly. I think I've explained before. Does Beams come back, obviously, yeah? Beams will be straight back in for 150, his game 150. Um, I'm not sure about Hodgie because we've travelled to Adelaide and this is the second week in a row of travel and they have mentioned maybe he wouldn't. And then he was commentating the Essendon game and I'm like, he why sure aren't was. you back in he, Brisbane uh, recovering? He was so I'm not sure. Unless well, he stays I, I, reckon, in, I reckon he'll stay in Melbourne and they'll just come and meet him there. But the big benefit of having him at the clubs, having him as like a, a coach and you know day-to-day Dealing with the, I'm not sure. I hope he plays because if he doesn't play, the back line's very leaky. Harris Andrews, I'll tell you what, fuck me. I wanted to kill him on the weekend. You want to? Oh, he's doing his best, mate. He's played 60 games now. He's, he's doing his better. best. He's doing his best. It is tough. They're a young team. I do. Now, I hate Port Adelaide. And he's getting the best us. bloke every week. He's getting Charlie Dixon, who's, a, who's right. an axe murderer. I hate, <laughs> I hate Port. Love him. Axe I, murderer. I hate Port because they beat us in 04. Mm hmm. And I just have always assumed that my uh, the good brother, Daniel, who loves footy, I've always assumed that was his reason too. But he went into more detail and he said, no, because it's when Fitzroy left the competition at the end of 96, emerged, forced basically to merge with Brisbane in 97, 
Port Adelaide was the team that was kind of like pushing for a license. And so he's always hated Port because they're the team that took his team's spot. Oh, so I've never actually thought of it like that. So much deeper. Yeah, so he fucking can't stand them for that reason. And then you lay on top them beating us in a grand final. And he, Port's his most hated team probably. Really? Like it would be someone like a Collingwood or a Carlton, but they're just on the edge of irrelevance as football clubs. And they're just shit out. Whereas Port's good. So yeah, he hates them. That's why he hates them. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. Next game. Um, v North Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, Melbourne hadn't beat North in 17 previous games. 2006 was the last. So the last time they made finals is also the last time they beat North Melbourne. That is a very long time ago. Uh, and I think they've been, apparently they've been through like five coaches since that. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I think they've had five senior coaches. Yeah, that'd be about right. Since, um, or something absurd like that. That's is that the longest streak? It was the ever? longest losing streak, What's not ever, now? but in I don't know. I think it's like probably it wouldn't be massive. It'd be maybe GWS or Gold Coast against someone that they've never that they've only beaten It'd once. It'd be or like, like yeah, that. Gold Coast versus someone you'd think. Yep. Not Richmond though, just because I remember they struggled early against Gold Coast. Well, but also <laughs> I was about to say it may be Richmond against us, but they beat us in the in that final last it's, year. It's quite possible it's Richmond versus Brisbane because they've beaten us for quite a few years. I reckon it might be you guys against someone like that, or yeah. Sydney, or... Actually, you're probably right. But, I mean, North jumped out of the box and they kicked the first four goals. Yeah, Jack Dorr took mark of the year. I didn't see that, and I'm sad. His, his one contribution for... It was a pretty good mark, actually. It was a rip... It, he yeah. got up as like high as like a like a howl, Yeah, but he's also like such a big dude as well. Have we seen mark of the year and goal of the year already? In this round? In this round. In this round. Oh, what's goal of the year? Buddy. We, yeah. We can probably skip the Melbourne North game because there's Look, not much. It went pretty much exactly how we expected. Melbourne won. Well done for breaking the I mean, thing. Yeah, North, they won by 37 points. It was very comfortable. You tip your hat to Melbourne for breaking the hoodoo. Because that's hard for but Melbourne. Do you also still question because they've had four goals kicked on them in the row here. Uh, Brisbane kicked seven in a row on them last week. And Geelong the carved game, up in the second quarter. Yeah, so they're leaky and they're a bit wobbly and they're still. I think they got Hawthorne this week. That'll be the test. If they can so beat Hawthorne, test, I'll start yeah. to believe. But yeah. yeah, just this. Okay. Talking of Hutto, yeah. right, who is a commentator, who gets excited. He is Nick Davis. I see it. I don't believe it. He is Buddy Franklin kicking 13 goals against North Melbourne going bananas. When Franklin kicked this goal, as it was going through, he yelled in his high-pitched super excited. I, I love him. I actually, love him. Yeah. Screamed, he is the greatest showman. I think he also, did he, <laughs> did he follow it with, Buddy Franklin, this is him. This is him, <laughs> yeah. yes. Just the, the, the thing about it, the, the, the fend off, the wheel around, the, it was from, like it was The, the context superb. of the game as well. Oh, yeah, but that's the thing, he kicked the last two goals for Sydney. Yeah. He kicked that one that put him in front and then he kicked another one shortly afterwards. Yeah. He, he, that, that, that's him making his money's worth at that, at that club. Swans won by 16 points. Yeah, at the time that he kicked goal of the year, GWS had drawn it back to 10 points. Yep. It's about five minutes left. It was on. Yep. And so it's just huge. It's massive. Uh, Robbo to- has asked in the Herald Sun, is he into discussions now as the greatest of all time? Franklin? Yeah. He certainly would be. Mm. I reckon he's definitely in one of the top 10 players of all time. Yep. Absolutely. I think, you can, I think you can talk about him in the same conversation as an Ablett senior because they're just capable of winning games on their own. Franklin is the kind of player that then the reason that Sydney wanted him to sort of generate that New South Wales support for, for AFL. Franklin is the kind of player that you just go to the footy to watch. Yep. Even if you're a neutral supporter, you just watch Buddy because he's going to do something good. He's kicked about 870 goals now, I think. He's just and he's got another like five years to go in his contract. Yeah, he's got four I think 
they, Jesus, they sort of that was a massive goal. How good is it? <laughs> I, I, I was like, Dush has gone quiet and turned his phone sideways. I bet you he's watching the goal. <laughs> he don't argue to bloke too. Yeah, he don't argue, and he he looks for the option, and then he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm not going to take the option. You know why? He waited for his man to get out. He's like, get out. Here we go. <laughs> there it is. How good is that? Oh, how good. That made me go, how good's footy? And yeah. that was a great game too. That was a cracking game. Um, it's the game I wish they had on free-to-air instead of the one that we got. We'll just quickly jump back there. We had the Suns uh, home game yep, against Freo yep. over there. They had to sell the home game. They were competitive um, and Freo beat them because yeah. it was in Freo. Do you think if it was, if it was at Metricon Stadium, it would have been a different story? I reckon they may have rolled them. To say this though... Um, the big one out of that was that uh, Fife the knife. Fife just he's clearly he's, he's been, back. He's been warming up for the first two weeks, and he came back this week and went, "Oh yeah, remember remember when I'm really good overhead on the ground and just like cleaning people up, breaking tackles." Oh, he, Is he was bigger. I don't know. He looks he's like he looks fitter. He's like center half. He's like Jack Rewalt sized. Oh, he's, he's a big dude. He's like six five. If they had a more capable midfield, he could play as a full forward. He, I reckon he'll do one of those things where he'll play as a full forward later in his career. He'll like, be, he'll he be just, good at it. He's just insane. Uh, Sanderlance, did he go? I didn't see the review report. Actually, I saw a quick report, but I didn't see his name come up because I was looking for someone else's name. Um, <laughs> was he in there? Nah. We could talk about him we'll in a second. We'll get to him in a minute. But yeah, Sanderlance should have gone because that's a dog act. Even I mean, it, he does have that thing where there's the Mason Cox element too. Where he's a big guy. But Mason so Cox got a week. Well, fuck, man. Mason Cox got a week, and I'm pretty sure whoever Mason Cox hit played the yeah, next the week of, yeah. and the rest of the game. Like he, the, and, and the issue is that if he had to keep his arm down and hit him, you go, all right, he's just a big dude and that guy's smaller. Yeah. But he actually sticks an elbow out and clips Ooh. him in the head. And I think... <laughs> the elbow should cost him. The elbow should cost him. But the match review statements... It's taking a while to load because Australia has garbage internet. Um, the great, Saturday- great sports, bad internet. Bad internet. Yeah, we do. We're like, we're going to give you the best sport of all time. Yeah, good, good. No, no drawbacks. Look, we're going to give you the worst internet in the world, though. Oh, that's fine. We have got the best sport in the world, so that's fine. Tom we'll Jonas be- from Port Adelaide charged with misconduct. Um, just a fine. Sam Frost from Melbourne charged with engaging in rough conduct. A fine. Scott Thompson from North Melbourne. He engaged in rough conduct. Um, every- do you remember when he when Barry Hall put him in a headlock? <laughs> He tried to start fighting with Barry Hall, and Barry Hall just went, you know what? Nah, I'm going to kill you. Scott Thompson has spoken about that as being one of the scariest incidents oh, on his, I of his life. I for his life. Because Hall was at that point where he was basically like Brent Staker. He just had enough. And uh, if, you, if, you're not, if you've never heard us talk about it before and you're not familiar with football, you should just Google or YouTube Barry Hall on Brent Staker. To be fair, Barry Hall has since come out and has spoke to Brent Staker recently when he was put in the Hall of Fame, and Barry Hall talks about how that is his biggest regret in football is, is knocking out Brent Staker. But just watch it because it's funny. <laughs> just okay. kills him. He's dead. Oh, here we go. Sandy. Sandy, um, charged with engaging in rough conduct, he can accept a $2,000 fine. If he pleads guilty. Based on available video evidence and a medical report from Gold Coast, the incident was assessed as careless conduct with low impact to the head. Now, this is coming into that oh, argument see, again. Cox's Jared was- Lyons hasn't been concussed or injured or left the field or anything, so Sandilands gets away. So, again, they're factoring in... They're putting the emphasis on well, it no, it's a concussion, the, the, which they the shouldn't. Emphasis- I feel like Sandilands did the action. She'll get a week for that. No, see the, no, no it's actually in the intent. They're calling it careless, not... 
intentional. Mm. Oh. So they're saying that he didn't mean to actually hit him. It's the size thing. Whereas I think Cox's, they were like, no, you brought your armor. And I think that they're identical and it was, it's a bit weird. Yeah. And also, only like grading them on how much damage is done. When, especially when it comes to knocks to the head, because concussions can be like touch and go. Well, there was that Nick Vlosten was out from round two with a delayed concussion from round one that they didn't realize he had until two days later when he was like talking apparently to his, his girlfriend or his friend and was like, Yeah, I've got a headache and I can't remember the rest of the game. Like he remembered it in the moment and then two days later he's like, Yeah, I can't remember the game or how I got home. And they're like, Oh, we're going to take you to the doctor. Oh, you've got a concussion. Douche's boy, uh, the Irish boy, Connor McKenna, has been charged. He's been sent straight to the tribunal oh. for, for biting. <laughs> Douche, question. How proud of him are you? Rabbit dog McKenna. Love it. <laughs> nah, um, he bit a dude on the face. Yeah, I know. He was, bit a dog. That's got to be a line, right? Yeah, look, I'm not stoked on that. Um, I was wondering what happened because watching that play- It was weird. It was weird because it looked like- So the tackle was strange and then McKenna cracked the shits, but then it turned into a fight where like McKenna's shirt got taken off, it, like pulled over his head, which is weird to then not turn into punches. Like it looked like the- um, I can't remember who the Bulldog Tory was. Dixon was the guy yeah, he, t- he tackled. Yeah. Like, the way he lifted up the jumper, I thought he was just going to like lay into him like gut punches because that's if you're pulling a jumper over a bloke. But he was you- muzzling him. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was trying to get him to stop He was like, oh, him. no, please don't Dracula me anymore, sir. <laughs> uh, Saints took on the Crows. Saints are really under the pump. This is Saturday night still. This so we're, Saturday we're night, moving all yeah. over the shop with our This games. was the Saturday night one that was on free-to-air. We didn't <clears> get to watch the good game between the two Sydney teams. We had to watch the Saints. The Crows won it easy by eight goals in the end. Saints were sort of competitive in the first half and then just faded. The Saints, shit. Saints could not hit a target to save themselves. There was like eight players on their list who went at less than 50% efficiency for the game. Yeah. The Saints are worse than Carlton. Only because of weight of expectation. No one really expects Carlton to be good, especially not having Gibson Doherty and all that. But this. Carlton but at least try. St. Kilda were- Just don't look that try. A game and a half outside of finals last year. They smashed Richmond last year. There's that natural expectation that they'll t- develop and get better. And they really should be challenging for finals. It doesn't look like they're going to get anywhere near it. The Saints are lucky, again, that you guys didn't Beat them. Yeah. Because if you had beaten them, they could look at like an 0-10 start to the year. Because I've looked at the rest of the games they've got. It's not getting easy for them. No, they're going to really Geelong, Giants, uh, Port, uh, like a Hawthorne or a Richmond in there. They've got... There's nothing on the horizon that's like, oh, here you go, St. Kilda. They've got hard games and they're not playing well. Do you think Nick Rewalt stayed too long? No, I don't think he did because he was still brilliant. The problem is there was no one willing to go with him. Because, like, Paddy McCartan's under the pump. Um, Can I say, I'm, I just want to jump in on Paddy McCartan. The yeah. thing that shits me the most about Paddy, the stuff about Paddy McCartan is people are like, it's because of his diabetes. And I'm like, it's not fucking because of his diabetes. No, it's got nothing. It's to got do nothing to do with that. He makes some dumb decisions and just needs to hone his game. He's got nothing. I, I'm, hand on. It, diabetes doesn't affect. Yes, he, he says he talks about, you know, the weight issues that are a problem because he has to eat foods at certain times. But the issues he's making isn't, he's not getting fatigued. He's just making bad decisions and he gets in he gets in really bad positions when he has to take a mark. I think there's also a bit of the Jack Watts factor about Paddy McCartan. They took him pick one and externally people are like, well, Paddy, you're the next Nick Rewalt. The last key forward we took a pick one was Rewalt and he was amazing from the get-go. He may need to go to another club in order to have an impact and just reset. Paddy, like, it's worth noting too that he's, he's only played 25 games. A lot of injuries and concussion issues, yeah. and he had he had a season where he, I think he played like four games for like two seasons because he just kept getting delayed concussions. This is really like his first crack back at it. So honestly, I would 
nearly play him every game this year just because he needs to get games in. Yeah. By the end of the season, he'll be around 50 games. Bomber Thompson kept Tom Hawkins in Geelong's best 22 for all of 2009 and all of 2010 and 11 when people were like, oh, he's not going to be any good. 2011, he came of age. You've got to persist with the big boys. Coach watch, pressure valve, Richo. (laughs) Oh, he is so lucky that the Bulldogs have been as shit as they are and he would have, seeing the Bulldogs win on Sunday, he would have been like, ah, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Is All the attention goes to him. Is there a chance he's gone halfway through the year? No. I don't think so either. I think he'll... I don't think... I think with, like, all of the coaching changes over the last couple of years and the mid-season things just not paying off. No. I just don't think that any club's going to be like... Because it just brings too much attention. It's it's different if you're, like, a Collingwood and if, for instance, you're 0-10, then you just have to move Buckley on, probably. Yeah. Because they just won't accept that. <clears throat> I'm not sure about St Kilda. They're not... They're, they're just not a destination club. They're they're kind of like North Melbourne in that they want Dusty and they want you know Josh Kelly and they want these guys, but they nobody want wants to go there. there. Yeah, but the issue is their problems run deeper than that. Like I used to think last year, all they needed was a Dusty or a Fife or any of those guys. No. They need a lot more than that. Their backline's not great. The, the problem is their forward line just doesn't function. Yeah, and they get smashed all over the ground. Just on like potential coaching changes if they do happen. Here's my worry for Brendan Bolton. It's that. When you're at a club that's really far down like Carlton, you can't always fix them in the three years contract that you probably initially get. This is what Justin Leppage found, I think. Yeah. Where he came in, had to do the whole redo with Brisbane and then got through his three years and then the board said to him, what do you need? And he said, probably need another three years. And they went, we can't have you here for six years and not play finals. That's fucked. So they have to reset. At Carlton... And even St Kilda going to get to that point where it's like, oh, we need to sell hope, so we need to like keep it fresh. I think I think Carlton won't sack Brendan Bolton no. for a, like for ages because I, I think they could Carlton, lose every game this year and he'll keep his job. They could lose every game next year as well. I think no, 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 because hear me out. I think Carlton have been burnt by making rash decisions around coaches in the last couple of years, and I think they want to prove that they're different. So I reckon they're willing to stick. They've got the talent. I reckon they're willing to stick the fat. Um, is that what you're saying? Is that a yeah, expression? That's stick a the thing. fat. Sure. Sounds like you got an erection. It's weird. Um, oh, I've got like a, oh, what happened? Oh, I stuck a fat on the on the bus. Oh, doing stuff. Um, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> but I think I think Richo's in real trouble, and I think St Kilda like they just don't look like they're getting any better. Yeah, I agree. They're not like the best players. Probably Jake Carlisle. He's a selfish. Fuck oh no, no, I, I don't think it is. I think it's probably Ross, actually, or, or Billings even. Billings is misfiring, I think. But I think that's that's indicative of the whole team. They're just they're just not like I just you, you just don't you look at that team and you go right who steps up who's so we're jumping ahead but that game on Sunday against West Coast when the chips were down we had guys like Dangerfield stand up but not just Dangerfield we had guys like Colin Jasney stand up we had Tom Stewart stand up we had Tim Kelly stand up. Sava Radical. So you have players all around who actually lift. Brisbane had the same thing. Guys like Matheson, guys like Hipwood, guys like Charlie Cameron. Um, they they lifted. Cedric Cox again yep. stepped up in, in sort of the dying stages. There is no one at St. Kilda oh, that you like is going <laughs> to take a game by the horns and drag his team over the line. It's just they just don't have that anymore. Mm. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to, they could, oh they my need God. to probably go after like Dylan Shield or something at the end of the year. Do you know what's going to suck? Mm. They're going to beat us next week. I have a feeling. Because they'll, they'll do that thing where they're like, we're injury hit. They've um, been under some serious scrutiny this week. They'll pull the Western Bulldogs. They'll come down to Geelong. Everyone will be like, oh, they're going to get smashed, including Geelong. Um, and they'll come out and they'll they'll win. 
Speaking of teams that are going to get smashed next week, Richmond took on Hawthorne. At the MCG on Sunday, uh, the end result was a little bit flattering, I think, for Hawthorne. I think it was only yeah. 13 points. They, they got a couple cheese. of um, cheap free kicks from uh, a knee dropper. Yeah. Who uh, got a couple of cheap shots on goal? They kicked a few late uh, junk time bullshit junk time nothing. Joshy Green goals. Um, <laughs> the Josh Green special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two of those. Um, yeah, I mean the Tigers business as usual. I think the Hawks are a little like the Hawks aren't going to be top four. Not for me. I think they're in a battle to make finals. I think they're just a, a little. They're on the next sort of rung down. I think. Yeah, they're a little bit like. They're in a bit of a rebuild too. Some people probably watched them beat Geelong last week and went, oh, fuck the Hawks, they're back. But it's like, no, I think Geelong's kind of stuttering a little bit at the moment. So We've got a lot of injuries. Cop that. No, I'll cop that. We've got a lot of injuries. and No, nah, cop that, all right? I have. Oh, good. Um, fuck you guys. <laughs> the Tigers, though, they looked, you know, they looked all right. They're fine. I, I'm, part of me is I'm, I'm happy that the Hawks, I tipped the Hawks. I wanted them to win. But I'm kind of glad Richmond won because if they lost, they would have come out firing next week. Yeah, Whereas now they're, now they're happy, they're confident, and there's going to be an ambush. That's my feelings. Now, I fired up because I watched um, a little bit of stuff from this game, and Alex Rance cleaned up Luke Bruce. Did you guys watch it? He took a long time to get up to. He came in late for a spoil and did the old, oh, I'm going for the ball, but nah, I hit you in the face. Did, like, the, old, did the old Toby Green special. Oh. Gave him a big one. There was a... <laughs> A kick to the head? No, nah, fist to the head. <laughs> oh, okay. Spark- the other Toby Green special. Spark to melee. Um, I looked at it and just was like, whoa. <laughs> I, was, I was licking my lips. I think I sent Dusha a gif of Glenn Babyface Davis from the Boston Celtics licking his big <laughs> fucking eight-foot lips. Because um, I thought Rance was not going to play next week when I saw that. And I went on Twitter and I fucking engaged. And someone had a dig at me, actually. Called your four eyes. Some Richmond supporter. To that person, well done for bringing the insult four eyes back. That's all I'll say. That's just, you're, you're, you're like, you have like a pretty long tweet. <clears throat> yeah. Very fired up. He just responded with, shut up, four eyes. <laughs> so good. I actually retweeted it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's good. Like, oh. You just have to cop that. Yeah. What there's can no you do? clever comeback. No, there's not. Now, when you go to that level of like... Fuck off, four eyes. It's like, oh, no, nah, right, fair. He's got the me. Best is it was because it wasn't fuck off. It was shut up, four eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd respect it if he wasn't a huge, massive cunt. Yeah, don't go after fans like that. Nah, right? he's a not fan. a fan. He's a he's a Richmond supporter who like was on the lookout for anything yeah, rants he was, related. Uh, he was like, oh, nah. throwing around slurs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, did, you, f- did you go into his feed yeah, and look at? Oh, like, oh. I was going to give him a follow if he was a great bloke. <laughs> Turns out he was the worst bloke. Oh no! Uh, but Rance got off with a fine. I knew he'd get off. Uh, I think it was low impact, which I actually disagree with because he hit it pretty hard. Yeah, but injury factor. But it was that. just sort of like careless instead of intentional. See, that's so a, fair enough. I did calm down after and went. Yeah, you know, if you watch the fifty footage, meter penalty, if you watch the footage in slow motion. Technically, he never takes his eyes off the ball. No, but I would argue that his oh, he absolutely his knows viewpoint of where the ball is is incorrect. Yes, like if you watch where he's looking, it's like you're not like he, it's like he knew to look away. Oh, yeah. he he knew where Bruce was, and he's going. Oh, the ball's here. The ball's actually like ten meters that way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Gold Logan nominee Alex Rance <laughs> knows where to look. Oh, he does. Yeah. With, with with looks like that, you know where you where you're looking. Probably the best defender in the AFL. Also, the best cunt. Sean's dropped this no, a lot. Just, oh, he he makes me angry. He's taken some dives and now he's doing a bit of thuggery. And if he, I'll tell you what, 
I'll be out of my seat and contemplating copping a six grand fine if he hits any of my players next week. Are you going <laughs> to jump on the field? Jump on the field. Just and then, I'll, you know. and then I'll go up to him and I'll go, fuck me, he's big. <laughs> because he is a big oh, bloke. he's a monster. And he's not, what's the word I'm looking for? He's Lord. swole. Oh, he's swole. Swole yeah. as fuck, you could say, yeah. with a Q. Yeah, yeah. One word. Hashtag swole as fuck. Uh, Rancy, hashtag swole as fuck. He's, he's big bloke. Just noteworthy, I think, for Richmond is that they beat a quality team and Dusty didn't really do anything. He had a really quiet one. Yeah. Do you know who didn't have a quiet one? So, Tom yeah. Mitchell had 42 possessions, but maybe, no one went with him. Maybe someone should tag him. Maybe someone should tag him because he's because he's not the cheap guy he was last year. He's actually doing an, making an impact. The problem is no one else is going with him. He's making an impact, but here's the thing. And I mean, I know he's a completely different player to Buddy Franklin, but when it comes down to it, Tom Mitchell's going to be pretty high up there in the best player in the league lists at the end of the year. Yep. He's nowhere near someone like Buddy Franklin who literally changes the outcome of games. Tom Mitchell kind of doesn't do that. He's had 42 touches. You imagine if Dangerfield has 42 touches, you win. Well, yeah, but the thing is with Dangerfield and with Franklin is they're both capable of like being big guys to go forward and take kick goals. Yeah. Mitchell's not that player. No. In the same way that like Chris Judd was never that sort of player, he was a he could kick go forward and kick goals if you needed him to, yeah. but he was a burst player. Dangerfield and Franklin are the kind of guys that if you just camped him at full forward and you needed you needed that miracle goal, you get it to Danger, you get it to Franklin, you get it to Fife. Those kind of big name, big game players. Yeah. We did talk about like um, I think Robbo's top fifty. And I yep. think Tom Mitchell was 14th, and I probably he, questioned he it. He probably needs to be a bit higher. Yeah, based on the first sort of three weeks. He's in the top 10. I think he's top 10, but I just think he's like sort of in the, the higher section of the top 10. Oh, he's like 6th or 7th, I think. Yeah. He's not quite top 5, Yeah, but he's definitely – he probably takes Joey Danaher's spot. Yeah. Let's talk about Danaher and oh, the Bombers really versus the to. Bulldogs. Doggies, 21 points. Could have been 50 points. Oh, what, was, what was your prediction about him last week, Dusha? Uh, I'm pretty sure I went on record saying that it will – Get up by about ten goals, and Jake Stringer will kick about thirty. Um, Stringer kicked one. He just kicked one. Got poked in the eye. <laughs> had about sixteen touches. Half of them were in the first quarter. Yeah, he started with a bang. He started with a bang. He looked like a man who wanted to like murder football. <laughs> and, and then, then it he did. Out football murdered him. <laughs> No, no, no. Essendon murdered football. The game of football died. When it was so bad to watch. Football died that day when. Joe Danaher had a chance to possibly win you the game or get you ready to win the game. He'd just kicked... He'd taken a huge mark, set up a goal. Then he'd taken... He'd got the ball, snapped, kicked a goal. We were within fucking... A couple of kicks. Yeah, I think it was 16 points. It was 16, yeah. He takes a mark on the goal square. Great mark. A huge mark. 10 metres out. Hand passes to Josh Green, your old mate. Who's in a worse position. Who's in a worse position, but loves cheap goals. But but also, didn't actually hand pass it to Josh Green's advantage either. No, no, he, no. Ha- he handballed it to his shins. Josh Green's <laughs> is four foot three. His shins are like underground. It's a bad pass. <laughs> but should Josh Green have been calling for it? No. Yeah, but he always is. And the way that Steve Johnson oh. always called for the ball, <laughs> even if he was in a worse position with eight guys on him, he'd be like, give it me. I'll have a shot. Come on. <laughs> Fucking ginger grub of a bloke. I just... But it's Joey's fault. Like, let's be clear. And In fairness- Joe's handball is so bad because he keeps he doesn't move his feet. He he's taken the mark. He stood up straight, took a huge mark, and then hand passed it without taking a step. So because he didn't take a step, he got no momentum. No, the ball didn't go anywhere. Just went straight down. Caleb Daniel just steamrolled Josh Green, rushed behind. Then they went coast to coast, kicked a goal. We were out of the game. Where that is a seven the- point play, and also. Like, Western Bulldogs 
uh, were at the type of team where they weren't expected to win. So if Essendon got within two kicks, like they're shitting themselves. And, and yeah. Danaher's Danaher's a belief kind of player. If he kicks that goal, he's then kicked three, sort of in the space of a quarter. He's then going to kick another four. Yeah, like, that's the kind of player that Danaher is. Yeah, he cooked it. Danaher's not a top eight player. Danaher, not this season. He's had a shocking season yeah. so far. You get paid the big bucks to kick goals. He didn't want the moment. He did not want to seize the moment. That's literally his job in the fucking team, too. So this season he's kicked. While you look that up, Tom, Woosher. Four coach. goals, four. Oh, really? In for the year. three games. How many did you kick on the weekend? Three. Two, two, two. two. Jesus. Um, Woosher said it's probably the worst they've played in his time there. And that includes when all of the players were suspended and they only won two games for the whole year. So that's pretty damning. Yeah, like he was- he looked. You, they they cut him in the box a couple of times, and he looked like a man who was like, "What is this? It's yeah. putrid." He he was like beyond angry. He just it had no interest in the game almost. He wasn't angry, Dusha. He was just disappointed. Oh, it was bad. Shit. Shit. I wish I could say the same about myself, but uh, I wasn't planning on drinking on Sunday. All of a sudden, I was drinking. That's just- I, you know, we got we almost got through a whole episode without you mentioning that you were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> were there any positives, mate? No. Literally not. Hurley? No, because like, we couldn't get out of defense for like a whole quarter. Does the Kyle Hooker forward experiment end? Has no, to. he kicked a pretty good goal. I'd still throw him down back. No, because he was down back for the- oh, I guess he was down back for the last quarter. But if Joe Danaher is doing piece of shit things, you need Kyle Hooker there to do bigger dickhead things so that Joe Danaher settles down. Can I just say, though, Danaher will never handball to an opponent in the goal square again. Even even if that person is in a better position for the next few rounds, he'll go back and have impossible shots. And everyone will be like, oh, I should have hand-passed that. Last week I said Josh Green shouldn't play. I still feel that way. <laughs> just gets junk time goals. I really don't think there's a need for him in the team. Not, I, with, not I, with a Ratio Fantasia with, back. Although, what did Ratio do on the weekend? Uh, no, but he his first game back. Zero goals, two, had 15 touches and went at 60%. No, that's not. That's actually wasn't the worst person out there. Probably better than Green. No, he was playing He was playing almost like, not quite centre, but... He's playing a bit higher up the ground. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did Green kick any? Uh, I think he kicked two. And I think one of them was like when the game was done. I'm Like, if you go... Yeah, in, he kicked two. He kicked, uh, kicked one on the... On the siren. siren yeah. And he might have kicked one early when it was like... You needed a bit of something. Do they bounce back next week, douche? We've got fucking port. No. Where? <laughs> Here. That's a big game. And they'll be annoyed about almost losing a game to Brisbane. That's true. Just quickly Shut- to Bont and Pally. Great game. Kick oh. three big ones. Again, a bit like Fife coming back. This yeah. is Bont and Pally being like, hey, guys, remember when I was amazing? Yeah. I'm the- still amazing. Didn't Bont get heaps took- of it, though. 16 touches. Yeah, no, but he was playing it full forward pretty yeah. much. And he, was- he took some fucking huge marks. Mm-hmm. He kicked that absurd goal that's like... Possibly up there as a goal around two. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be hard to beat buddies, but still. So I said up there as a possible goal of yeah. the round. If we had an op- like an ABC option, he might be the C option. Yeah, Lockie Hunter was pretty great too. Is probably best on. He's playing he a different role. Thirty-five touches, thirteen marks. So he used to he used to play as like a like a sort of sweeper back line game, but he's playing more time through the middle, and I think they need more of that from. I don't know, the rest of their list. Does the, does the pressure go off beverage? I think it does. Just for a week, but, I mean, it depends how they back up next week. But, I mean, they got good games out of, like, you know, guys under pressure like Dalhouse. JJ. Caleb Daniel was great. Yeah, JJ was good, particularly early. Their defense held up. The only thing is they've got Sydney next week. Yeah, but I think no one's gonna, as long as they're competitive against Sydney, they've I think they've atoned themselves enough because they would have been so insipid two weeks in a row that when they've come up against Essendon, who have come off... A game against Freo, you lost, but it was against Freo over there. And then the game before that where you blew Adelaide apart. 
I that feels so long ago now, Tom. It, it feels year, like it feels like years have passed. Can I say I forgot what it's what it's like to sing my team song after the game? I don't even know how it goes. Again, anything I feel bad, probably worse. Because <laughs> at least but still I, positive, Tom. You lost to the Eagles in front of a record crowd by fifteen yeah. points. Um, can I say mm-hmm. best ten minute sequence I've seen all year? When we came back. No, when they kicked six goals, they fucking destroyed you in that last quarter. Yeah, and look. Six goals in 10 minutes, it was awesome. Then the reason they did that mm. is because so we, one fit player on we the had bench. one fit player on the bench. We'd, we'd spent all of our petrol money trying to get back into the game in the third quarter when we didn't play for a half. Right, it's so too often with Geelong. Oh, it's, it does my head in that we just we, we, we just switch off for a whole quarter. And then, and then we've got the ability to come back, which is infuriating. But the problem is but we get back and then... West Coast had all the run because they didn't do anything in the third yeah. quarter. They had a full bench and they had the home crowd. They kicked that goal that got them a goal down and I was like, right, we need to kick the next goal. We just, we just couldn't do it. Losing, losing and, we, and it wasn't like we lost you know, mid-tier player, like no, no one important. Guthrie is an important player in that back line now. Cockatoo actually looked like he, was, he did a couple of really great things, including he got tackled and just kind of kept going until there was an option available for him to handball to. Like he just, he stayed upright and I'm like, that's great. He's on a PCL, which is not as bad as an ACL, but isn't great. So it's a How knee. How long is that? It, it can be, apparently they can be anywhere from two weeks to eight. <sighs> so it depends. The good thing is it's not a hamstring. So that, that's one good thing is that it's not a soft tissue injury what to him. What did Guthrie do? Guthrie's ankle got, oh, you've watched the tackle. Oh, his wait, ankle no. folds underneath his leg. Yeah, because that was when he kicked the goal, right? And no, no, he didn't kick the goal. Oh, he, no, um, that was, um, that happened to a West Coast player then. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was Liam, Luke Ryan ran into the goal. Liam. And as he got his foot out, um, he kicked the ball and then the momentum of him going forward, the uh, the rest, like the Geelong players kind of crashed on him and he hurt his ankle. He's a gun too. He is, he is a jet and he'll probably be out for a, a substantial amount. Ankle injuries aren't good. He, and the worst and part he is... Was, he, like, it's, it, that wasn't... His ankle was fucked. Well, Simpson came out and said it's just a sprain, so... I'll wait for scans, Although he was back on the field at the end of the game, he had like the biggest ice pack on it. Yeah. Seen. When it happened and they were like sort of carrying him off, I'm like, oh, is his season over? Yeah, because like he couldn't get up. Well, Guthrie was Guthrie looked. He was on crutches. He wasn't putting weight on it at all. And the, the worst one was obviously the Ablett one because he got us back into the game in that third quarter. Him and Dangerfield just they they basically went for a different tactic after halftime. They just stopped trying to win the ruck and just were like, all right, we're just going to rove the clearances that Nick Nanui's hitting out. And it worked, and unlike Dusha, I think a bit like your loss, there were there were some positive signs in this. We came back. Um, it was it was a away after the big game on Monday, so there were some positive signs. Hawkins got his radar back on, kicked three goals. Asava looks like he's going to be a Great. really good player, so we got to hold on to him. Willie Buzzer's not going to get a game. I don't think Wiley's getting in. Nah, Is I think it Wiley. Wiley, yeah, no. not Willie. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? I'm Willie Buzzer. I've got an electrical penis. No, his name's Wiley Buzzer. <laughs> Big Wiley. Big Wiley. He's not. I don't think he's getting a game while while Asava's in there. Uh, fuck off, back to Queensland, son. Um, do you want him? Nah, I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Gold Coast might. I think yeah, Asava's the pick. player though. Tim Kelly played well again, which is good. Yeah. And the big one was the back line looked better. Jack Henry played really well, took a couple of important marks. Kyle Jazz took a couple. So there, there were positives to take from this game. It was just shit that we, that we were out of it. And I was like, oh, I'm prepared for an 80-point loss. We came back in. We're in front by three goals. And then we, I was like, ah. Oh. Those again, ones hurt. Again, Sean, I have had games this year where with five minutes to go, we've still been in it. And it's, it's just, I can't do it anymore. I'm the same. Oh, the St. Kilda game. Five minutes to go. You weren't really in that. Ten minutes to go for that one, but the others, yeah. 
The Mel- I know the Melbourne game. Yeah, yep, true, yep, true. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, but you haven't had two decided by a kick. All right, mate. Only one. Sorry. Look at this Geelong fucking elitist shit coming through again. Mate. So how's Vossi? <laughs> He's all right, I think. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was, yeah. It was disappointing. One thing, the one thing that made the game okay for me is I've decided I have a new favorite player in another team. Okay. And it's because I've forgotten how much I liked watching him play. And that's Nick Nat. Oh, he's great. He had two passages of play that were fucking awesome. The first one was when he did a blind turn around Ablett after roving his own ruck mm-hmm. out of the middle. The second one was when he WWE Tom Hawkins into the ground. <laughs> that's no mean feat. No, Hawkins is a big dude. <laughs> just Hawkins like picked the ball up and like stood up. And Nat Nui just came at him and just like picked him up and just put him back down on the ground like there you go, Sonny Jim. But Tucked he just him in. he oh, just he looked like he was going to rip the game apart. Actually, Nick Nat. Speaking of WWE tackles, there was one in the Essendon game as well. Yes, it was. Oh fuck! No, I know the one you're talking about. Was it when Connor McKernan got tackled and then bit someone. No, no, no it was no, a different no, no. one. It was um, and and oh. Tory Dixon had like a razor blade in his cheek. It was oh, I've been cut on my cheek. <laughs> Fantasia? No, it wasn't Fantasia. It was um, Tipper or someone like that. No, it was McGrath. Just like, Might have been McGrath. Yeah, it was someone like that. Just like charged in, but like ended up. He was on the bottom of it. Yeah, he, he laid the tackle, but then brought the player like back on top <laughs> of himself. <laughs> they, they, I think they ran into each other at speed. Yeah, and then were both. It almost turned into in the like tackle, a s- and then suplex. he fell on him with all his weight, and it was an awesome tackle. Yeah. Oh, McGrath. It he's was- he's playing well. That's a positive for you. Saad didn't do much, did he? No, nah, they fucking Saad didn't do much. Mm. I was so upset. We just played so shit. Hey, um, Ablett's going to be out. Do we get Duncan back next week? Apparently he's back. Apparently the reason he didn't go to Perth is I was just being cautious because I didn't want him to have the flight. So the midfield is probably still okay then. We actually go back to being exactly what we were last yeah. year. Plus we have Tim Kelly, which is handy. Yeah. The best thing is, the, the thing they need to do next week though, is they need, to, they need to pick Smith or they need to keep Stanley in the team because Blitzarves, it was, was so much better when he was playing out of halfback or on the wing. Yeah. And I think he's a better player when he's not. He's a good pinch. He's a good pinch hit ruck down back. But I think we just need the extra height at the moment when we don't have Taylor or Henderson. And yeah. I think the Saints will want to try to expose that with their th- three big players. Dermot Brereton thinks that this could be the start of the Eagles' resurgence. They looked. They've looked good the last two weeks. You yeah. think so? They they lost to Sydney at home and they were in that game up until sort of towards the end and went for, and because they were playing against Franklin, kicking eight goals. Yeah. But they they won last week against. Um, they smashed the Bulldogs, but that's that's a danger game for West Coast because it was in Victoria. Yeah, and yeah. they came back again. They came back against a Geelong team that looked like it had sucked the life out of them when when Kelly kicked that. The best thing about that Kelly goal, sorry to just harp on, is that West Coast had overlooked him a couple of times. So yeah, that was great. you could tell he kicked moment. that goal, kept us in front. But um, no, I, I reckon West Coast. I've underrated him, but then again, I've said that about like every team. I've got no fucking idea what's going on. I um. <laughs> I will, just, I will just say this to you boys and to the listeners. I'm not above admitting when I'm wrong, and I do want to go on record. A few weeks ago, I talked about my top eight, and I put Geelong at number one. Yeah, we're, Sean, I told you you were wrong. Uh, I'm thinking- You had them at number two. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm a Geelong supporter who's optimistic, so I'm always going to put them at number two. I'm thinking they're in a, their battle to make the top four is very, very difficult. Who's your top four now, Sean? Oh, fuck. I mean, to be fair, it is round three. 2000, think, 2007, Sean, we lost the first four games of the year. I think we can revisit our top Sydney fours. Sydney as well. Mm. Lost the first six. I think after a month of footy, after next week's games, we can probably revisit our top four, top eight sort of. Yeah, I reckon. And have a look at it. But yeah, Geelong's definitely slid for me. Yeah, we've had some hard games. Yeah. And the game's decided by, you know. Anyway, I agree. I think I think we, we need to lift the second half, this next couple of weeks. 
It'll be yeah. good to get, you know, a 90-point win against St Kilda, so that'll be good. Hopefully. Let's Please have a look back at... Back into form. Early play, play. Well, no, I've jinxed it because that's fucking what I said about Essendon last week. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for the doggies to bloody play Jake Yeah, Stringer no, I, I've already said this. We're probably going to lose. But, I mean, Dangerfield loves playing the Saints. As does Joel Selwood, who had 17 touches in the third quarter in that game we played him last year that Ooh. got us back into the game. Just it was like, all right, let's go. Early crow on next week's games. We've got um, <laughs> yep. the Adelaide Crows playing Collingwood in Adelaide. Adelaide. That's a heavy Adelaide win. Uh, absolutely. Um, Could be 80 points. Giants at home taking on the Dockers. That's the Giants for me. Probably, although they've still got a few. In- they've lost. Rory Lobb might be out. Yeah, they have a real knee. ruck crisis there. And if Sandy's playing, Dawson Simpson might come back in. Or but he's no big, he's, big bloody Hodor's coming back in. He's no, he's no Sandy. I, I, I don't know if they. I mean, Fred, actually, yeah, sorry, I, I factored this in as Sandy would not be playing this game. But he is. Jeez. And and Freo are playing a fast, exciting brand. Just on Sandy. How is he still playing? He's been around forever. Blood transfusions. Yeah, that'll do it. They take the blood from Fife and put it in Sandy. At the MCG, we have the Tigers taking on Brisbane. You know my thoughts on this. So, Dusha, you were in agreement? Yeah, Richmond. Richmond, yeah. Oh, by six. Yeah, at least six goals. Dusty to just go bananas. Yep. Don't um, argue Brisbane might actually don't into argue oblivion. You personally. Yeah. No, 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 no. He <laughs> might be so good, he'll climb the stand, go to wherever Sean level is. Level three. Level three. No, nah, level four. Level four. Sean is not on level three. That's where all the corporate suites are. You're on level four, mate, aren't you? I will say this to you, Tom. Yep. You know I like sitting up top and getting the yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going with my brother this week, the good one, and he likes to go level one. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. So I'm not going to be happy already when I'm there. So <laughs> Level one, that puts you in the don't argue zone. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. That <laughs> also puts you in like clear zone to just get so angry you jump the fence and you're at Alex Rance before you even know what you've done. <laughs> Let's just hope I don't lose my mind and say anything to Dimmer when he's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say something really nice. I'm like, you're pretty good when you're at the MCG, aren't you, mate? And he'd be like, what do you fucking say? <laughs> no, that's still insulting. I'd be like, well done on last year, mate. It was re- really good to see you finally get that premiership after so many years of hardship. I'm really proud. What do you fucking say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, big game at Eddie Had Stadium, the Doggies versus the Swans. Dogs are a chance now based on last nah. week. You don't reckon? No. Sydney will win they by played like 35 very well. Sydney haven't beaten the Bulldogs for two years now since that grand final. Like, well, since they'll, they'll be annoyed. Buddy will come out, probably kick six. Oh, yeah. Buddy's in huge form. Uh, North Melbourne. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Is, this, game of the is this game of the round? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. No, sorry, just quickly. Where's BA Stadium? Is that? Uh, that's uh, that's down in that's Blundstone Arena in Tasmania. Fuck me, they're in for a show. It's North Melbourne versus Carlton. Oh, oh, what a shit house game! Wow. <laughs> I reckon North will get up. North will oh, get up. Yeah, by so like too. two. It'll be a messy, like, 11 points. Yep. Okay. No, no, see, but they play really well in Tassie, and Carlton have never played in Tassie. Ben Brown will kick five. Have they really never played that? Jared Waite will kick three and then throat karate chop someone <laughs> and be out for three. Jared Waite's in some kind of form. Yeah, but he's always in some kind of form until he gets reported or injured, so he's probably due for one, one or the other. <laughs> That'll be this week. Uh, Eagles at home versus the Suns, who have stayed there for two weeks in a row. <laughs> Eagles That's probably rough to Gold Coast. Yeah. Although maybe they've just stayed there this whole time. Sure. No, they have. Yeah, no, they have. Oh, no, they, yeah, that's they, part they, of that. That's what they. That, the reason they bought the Freo game was so they could then stay two weeks in in West Coast. Uh, Geelong did it against um someone recently. We we went up for a training camp and stayed there over the bye. We sense. lost the week after it's, the bye. It's yeah, weird. You always lose after a bye. We we always lose after a bye. So yeah. do Essendon. It's fine. 
Great. I'm assuming Brisbane probably do as well. <laughs> I think you lose before the bye as well. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> we always plan to form just you know before the bye. Do you know what's really bye, weird? Yeah. Is I've actually think in the last couple of seasons, Brisbane have actually lost during the bye too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog. Um, uh, West Coast will get up against Gold Coast pretty easily. Yeah, I think so too. It's weird though, coming into the fourth round, that it's fifth versus sixth. That's not something I probably would have predicted early on, but Bombers face uh, Port Adelaide at Eddie Had. That's maybe game of the round. It depends which Bombers we get. Yeah. If it's the ones bombers last week. V Adelaide. Yeah. Huge. If it's Bombers v Bulldogs, disgusting. Do you, if- know what I, do you know what I love? I love you guys have some pretty good games against. The, against power, you match up pretty well on them, so it could be we could be in for something here. We could be in for a treat, and I think Essendon will also be embarrassed about last week. Yeah, Dusha, if you lose and go one three, do you nearly draw a line through your season? Nah, nah. What what does that? I mean, to? you're not going to draw a line in your season until you're zero and fourteen. <laughs> Technically, have to go a little bit before that because you got to win twelve to get in, mate. You sure? Yeah. What if like? Unless, you know, Essendon get fucking suspended again or <laughs> some shit like that. Essendon back on the drugs. <laughs> this is another potential for probably game of the round. We've got the Hawks versus Melbourne at the MCG. That's, that, that's game. game of the round, I think. Yeah. And that's... If I, the Demons are serious... They they'll beat Hawthorne. Yeah. This, this is their biggest test so far. Speaking of big tests, Geelong versus Saints. This is a danger game for you. It is. Because they're, they're going to be do really... Know, do you know why it's going to be a out. danger game? Because danger is going to go ballistic, up. get 40 possessions and kick four. Bit of danger domination, you think? I just think, yeah, they're just too too good, I think. Too strong? Yeah. Fair call. You, you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah. Anyway. You seem scared, and that's fair enough. I'm also very scared about this week. I'm sick of toast. I'm, I'm sick, sick of toast. Of- How do you go through a whole year just eating toast, Sean? <laughs> i tell you this, a brave man holds no fear, and I think we're going to get up this week. Because I believe, as I do every week. Can't wait for that fear to turn to ash in the form of burnt bread in your mouth. Well, at least I know if it does, I have companions and you guys. Just before we end today. Uh, okay. So we've got a few things. Uh, so we have an email address, howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. And have we the- checked that at all? Well, I checked it before and realized there was three unread emails. Oh, and good. I'm going to read them out on the show right now. Great. So I'm going to go in reverse chronological order, because I think that's the most important way to read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had Robbie Gorman. Uh, just emailing us to let us know that he clearly remembers us saying that a complete lack of footy knowledge would be an advantage in this tipping comp. Uh, we, it's in a recording and everything. Uh, he knows jack shit about footy and is unfortunately currently placed 93rd in the footy tipping competition. Robbie Gorman, was it? Yeah. Robbie, there's a bloke in first place <laughs> who doesn't know shit about football. And, and he said he hasn't picked a team yet. And he's fucking dominating. So, Robbie... You just need a lift, mate. Um, he said he's got a mate who lives in who who lived in Perth for a year or so and is now fifth. And uh, he wishes Rob, Robbie wishes he didn't share this podcast with him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for doing um, so. Though. Robbie also has had a crack at first place. <laughs> he reckons the person in first didn't tip this week and has defaulted to all away wins, thus literally winning by not participating. That was last week's tips. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. looking at the ladder, I think I agree with that. Nah, yeah, last week that I, was very... Yeah. I may need to change the rules of the comp so that you, if you don't enter tips, you, you don't get the away teams, you just get nothing. Or do you get, you get half? Do so you get, what, like four or five tips? No, I reckon just leave it as it is. Leave it as it, it is. is. The, it's, the, a traditional, it's a traditional rule. 22 is, games is. over the course of the season will weed out the except, lack of a better... Except you, Sean, because you're going to have one wrong pretty much every week. This is the thing. I looked at the results today, and I 
I added three to my score if I wasn't a Brisbane supporter. And instead of being 46th, I'd be like fifth. <laughs> so- which is still behind third, which is where I am currently sitting. Uh, um, anyway, he recorded uh, the Swans and Power game and watched it with a few beers Sunday night. Cracking game, even though they both tip Swans. Cool. Um, he's pretty happy because he lives in the UK, so it's easy to avoid spoilers over there. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Spoilers for the footy? Yeah. I didn't know that was the thing. Well, yeah, because like... I love that. I love that so much. Um, spoilers for the footy. It's just like, you know, people on the street not shouting about the wins and stuff. And it's like it's not on the news over there and yeah. things like that. Oh. Um, and Robbie just ends the email by saying that we should try and set up a Mayweather slash Connor style match with an AFL team and a soccer team. And we should keep it up. Cheers, Robbie. We already do that. It's called International Rules. Uh, and we're better. <laughs> Why would we do that? Soccer would lose. Yeah, I mean, a soccer so- player would get tackled and it would be game over. They would break. <laughs> what we do is we just go, hey, Mumford, do you want to come out of retirement? I've got a job for you. You oh. and Barry Hall. <laughs> just go after Ronaldo. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> Fairly. Uh, got another email here from Zinni, which was sent 11 days ago at time of recording, which good. time of release would be 13 days ago. Sorry, yeah, good, Zinni. Good. Sorry, Zinni. <clears throat> Hi, Joel slash Tom slash Carney. Weird use of first names and last names there. It's gone for Joel, but gone for Carney. Well, I say Carney on the show, I think. But I say Dusha. Do you really? <laughs> Pay attention, mate. I don't. It's weird and that, I that won't. she's called me Tom, because I'm pretty sure I say Beatrice on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Moving um, on. <laughs> great joke. Towards the end of last episode, which was episode one, two? Round one, hard to say. Sure. Towards the end of the episode, you were discussing which players you would give votes to, and then two or three points. Were you able to explain what this is? Loving the show so far, although I know next to nothing about footy. From Zinny D. Zinny D. <laughs> Zinny D. Oh, I love that. It's like Vinny D. Vinny D. But better, because it's Zinny. Zinny yeah. can probably act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got whack after Vin Diesel. Notable fan of the show. <laughs> you mean friend of the show, Vin Diesel? <laughs> friend of the show, Vin Diesel. <laughs> so what was the question about the three votes? Sorry. Um, Just... I think they're I think we're Brownlow voting. Yeah. So pretty much. Or just any game, really. If we were like, Dangerfield was best on ground, three, three votes. Yeah. So Next a- best, two. Next, one. Yeah. The AFL has a medal at the end of the season for the best player, as voted through each game. And by the umpires. By the umpires. It's called the Brownlow medal. It's the f- fairest and best, because it's important to, to make that denotion of fairest. Because if, you if you are reported or suspended, you are ineligible. Yeah. So- uh, three votes goes to best player on ground, basically. Two votes next, one vote after that, and then the winner wins a Brownlow medal. Current winner is uh, Dusty Martin from Tigers. Dusty. Uh, Dusty, don't argue, Martin. Just do yourself a favor. YouTube his Brownlow winning speech. It is <laughs> it is a, a ride. Phenomenal. This is a guy who doesn't do interviews or like talking, so it's good. Get on it. There was a point where watching the Brownlow medal speech last year, I was certain he was not actually going to say anything. <laughs> like, I just consolidated the fact. I was like, sweet, the announcer's just going to make basically a vague speech on behalf of him. Dusty will then just take the medal and sit down. Dusty instead made both a ripping speech and a garbage speech simultaneously. <laughs> and I was a huge He had fan. everything written down. Even, <laughs> hi, my name is Dustin Martin. <laughs> I would actually believe that. <clears throat> I don't. He, he'll don't argue you. I'm very, I'd say, I'm, I'm very tough sitting weekend. here, but then I'm like, I'm thinking about, mm, I'm probably going to be in Richmond at some point in the next couple of days. I could get murdered. All right. And By finally, <laughs> uh, we've got, <clears throat> got an email here. Uh, the subject is correction. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we being corrected? This is sent on March 23rd. <clears throat> it's like our first show. Uh, 
yeah, they're correcting us on something that was made in the 2018 round one predictions and season hopes. <clears throat> okay. To whom it may concern. It's official. Fuck. I'd like to point out a mistake that was made in your episode 2018 round one predictions and season hopes. Carney stated that his brother's wedding was the cause of him missing the Brisbane Lions v. St. Kilda match on the weekend. To correct, his, to correct the record, his brother's wedding is on the Sunday, and while the match is on the Saturday. Hang on. There is no requirement for Carney to be available on the Saturday. All of this could have been water under the bridge until the threats of unwarranted speeches and insults were thrown around so loosely by what I thought would be a professional group of podcasters. Oh, you thought wrong. Anyway, in closing, Carney's a dog. May all his tips be wrong. I hope the Saints get up on Saturday. They they did. (laughs) And Voss got what he deserved. (laughs) Best you-know-who... Brendan Onionhead Carney. Oh, <laughs> can I say in. before you before you jump in with a rebuttal, Sean? Yeah. You could have gone to the Brisbane game. No, I got my days mixed up, so I ended up because I can't even remember now what day was the wedding. Sunday, whatever wedding was Sunday. Game whatever was the other day was, I was working. I think I got his wedding day mixed up, or so, <laughs> I don't know, something happened. But I feel like you're covering, mate. No, no, no. I'm on Onionhead side at the moment. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Look, I've heard that. I've listened to it. I've absorbed it. <laughs> <laughs> Taken it on board? Taken the aspect on board that I got the date wrong. Yep. I have. I take umbrage with the comment about Michael Voss. <laughs> because Michael Voss is the, like, oh, you know, it actually annoys me because Onionhead doesn't know anything about the history of Brisbane or AFL or anything sport related because he's an Onionheaded fuck. There's a reason why we call him both Onionhead and non-sports Scarney because he doesn't fucking know anything. No, it just annoys me a bit. Don't have a go at Voss. Have a go at me all you want. Leave Vossy out of it. What's he got to do with it? Three-time premiership captain Michael Voss. Yeah. Brownlow medalist. Fairest and best. How many premiership captains, Zs, have you had, Onionhead? I'll tell you what. Onionhead won a grand final playing indoor hockey, and I'll tell you why. Because we felt sorry for him, and we let him on my team, and he sat on the bench for the whole fucking season, and he got a trophy. I love it. Fucking Onionhead. I love it. So, Brendan... (laughs) Feel free to drop us a line again. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Brenny. For a start. <laughs> B. Carney. Uh, I'm with you, though. I feel like Sean should have been able to go to that game on the Saturday. That, uh, that, uh, I'm, I'm unclear on the detail. I'm going to need to do some investigating on you my You do own. some investigating. I'm going to call your boss. Yeah, right. Mr. Johnson. I've no idea what he's doing. Is it the guy is. that's winning the footy tips? Yeah, it is. Uh, Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson, first place. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Bill. This week, I'm going to make an outlandish tip. Just leapfrog into first. Or cook it and drop to like 10th. Oh, that's the risky play. I've got the risky tip that might get Essendon you. Essendon over Port? I think call. Brisbane over Richmond. <laughs> no, I think the risky tip that could actually come to fruition is you should pick the Saints to beat Geelong. I'm going to do that anyway. Yeah, I know, because you're awful. Mm, I know. And on that note, I've been Carney. I've been Tom. And I've been Dusha. See, I fucking say Dusha. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> uh, and if you guys want to jump the fence and join the conversation, uh, you can reach us... Howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or at Twitter at Howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Orquitreed. And I'm at Douche13. See you next week. Bye. Go, boys. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.